It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, August the 10th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! And I'll tell you what, very much looking forward to the weekend. And we're going to wrap up the MEAC today as we've previewed now. Or after today, we would have previewed all 10 MEAC schools. And the last school we're going to preview today is the Delaware State Hornets. And it's just been tough going for Delaware State uh, really for quite some time now. I mean, if you think about this, this is a, a program in Delaware State in the mid-2000s that won the MEAC championship. Uh, 2006, I believe, was the season that the Delaware State Hornets won the championship. And then it is pretty much been downhill from there and and it's interesting because Delaware State uh, was a university that seemed to really be trying to make some moves athletically Um, I I believe if my memory serves me correctly um, that there may have been uh, some a little bit of talk about Delaware State trying to move to an FBS type of level but I mean it, it has just been a pure struggle for the Delaware State Hornets, and last year was no different. I mean, you got to give um, the Hornets a little bit of credit um, when you talk about last season, um, getting a couple of wins, because I think this time last year, I, I don't think I said that, I don't remember what I said, but I, I didn't think that Delaware State was going to have a very good season. But, I mean, give the Hornets credit, uh, a win against South Carolina State and then a win against Morgan State. Uh, next to last game of the season. Um, and then, uh, boy, they had to face Florida State to end the season and lost that game 77-6. to But it's a new era uh, with respect to Delaware State. When you look at the Hornets in the last four seasons, the Hornets are 5-40. and 40. But I got a feeling things may change, at least. I, I don't know about this upcoming year if things are going to change that drastically, but definitely moving forward. For the Hornets program because one of their greatest players in the history of Delaware State returns as Rod Milstead takes over the program and what a great offensive lineman Rod Milstead was as a player at Delaware State. A three-time first-team All-MEAC player. Um, You're talking about a guy that played there in the latter part of the 80s and the early part of the 90s. As a matter of fact, during MEAC Media Day, he mentioned the fact um, and, and I, and you know, I, I, I can remember. So uh, back in, I think this was 84 or 85. It, it, uh, Howard was at Delaware state. And I think what essentially was going to be the MEAC championship. And I can remember being at, I was at that football game. I was like nine years old at the time. And I mean, it was super duper, duper cold in Dover, Delaware. And that was, uh, at a time when both Howard and Delaware state, uh, were really good and 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 football uh, up that way towards the northern part of the MEAC um, was really good. I mean, this was at a time before Norfolk State joined the conference. It was at a time before Hampton had joined the conference. As a matter of fact, uh, either that year, uh, whatever year it was, 84, 85, the Morgan State Bears rejoined the conference in 84 after moving down to uh, Division II after the 1979 season. So, you know, it was an it, it was a different time uh, when you talk about the MEAC. But, boy, I mean, it seemed like a far cry. So when um, we were at the media day 
and it was uh, Coach Milstead's turn to actually speak. Uh, and he mentioned the fact, and I had to really, you know, it, it, it really caught my attention because he said, and I, and I had to think about it, and I guess I had forgotten about it, that Delaware State, you know, during his tenure, uh, or during that time, had won four straight MEAC championships. As a matter of fact, that year was 85 because Delaware State, I think, ended up beating Howard uh, in that game and went on to win the MEAC championship in 1985. And then Delaware State won the championship in 87. They won it uh, in 88. They won a share of it in 88. They won it again outright in 89. Um, and then in 91, they won a share of the MEAC tournament, so, or MEAC championship. So that seems like an awful long time ago for the Delaware State Hornets. Um, again, I think things are going to be different uh, under Rod Milstead. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he, 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 he's sort of having to really work with the players that he has. He comes in and takes the, the head coaching position in February, so there's really no time uh, to recruit. He's got to work with a, a couple of uh, quarterbacks that played last year. Uh, that that were you know they they weren't great to be honest with you and and I think hopefully they'll improve in Keenan Black and uh, Jack McDaniel's um, both of them started some games I think right now if you look at the depth chart it would be Keenan Black who would if if, if you had to start uh, if if the season started today it would be Keenan Black um, at least depth chart wise um, that would start uh, the season for Delaware State but there's definitely got to be some improvement there and I figure a lot of that has to deal um, with the offensive line and uh, I'm sure under a Rod Milstead coach team the offensive line uh, is going to be a lot better you know I will say from a running back position um, in terms of talent I think Delaware State has some talent in the running back position but again it goes back to my point with respect to the offensive line and how much how better the offensive line has to be improved in 2018 I mean if you look at this if you look at what Delaware State averaged running the football last year they averaged a mere 67 and a half yards rushing per game uh, and, and and that was as a team. And I mean, and that was uh, with the likes of a guy like a, a, a Bryson Aileen, um, who only had 240 yards rushing last year, but, you know, had a, had a good 2016, if my memory um, serves me correct. I think the one good thing about Delaware State from the running back position is they get a young man back by the name of Mike Green, who was injured for the majority of 2017. So you're going to have a nice combination there in terms of uh, running backs with Aileen um, and Green back there. But again, it has to be the offensive line that is going to have to come forth and really step up for the Delaware State Hornets. Um, I think from a uh, from a wide receiver possession, uh, 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 position, um, Teron Selby returns, 35 receptions, 521 yards last year. Trey Gross, 27 uh, receptions for 428 yards. So at least there's some continuity between quarterbacks, whoever that quarterback is going to be, and wide receiver. So, you know, I mean, but again, it's got to start in the trenches from an offensive line standpoint. Um, you know, I did have a chance to see Delaware State play one game last year. That was against North Carolina A&T, where the Aggies won that game 44-3. to Defensively, I mean, obviously they're going to have to improve, but they got a, you know, a, a big-time corner 
in Kiwan Selby. He's a first team uh, all MEAC preseason selection, but obviously um, the defense has got to be much improved uh, in uh, for 2018 overall. And, you know, I think this is, I don't know that, I, I can't really say definitively that Delaware State is going to be improved in 2018. I think I've mentioned when I've previewed a lot of these teams, I thought a lot of the teams in the MEAC would be improved, even some of the bottom feeders from a year ago. Delaware State, I'm not sure, but I do know one thing, that I know that Rod Milstead has a passion for the for Delaware State. Um, he's been a coach. He's played in the National Football League, so he's going to come into this thing. Um, and, uh, you know, quite frankly, I think he's taking it personally. When he um, talked about it at the media day, um, you know, he it didn't sit well with him that the program has been so bad for so long, especially when he was such a great player when Delaware State, and this is going back almost 30 years ago, um, but he was such a great player and uh, when Delaware State was winning MEAC championships. So I don't know if this 2018 season, how much of an improvement it's going to be for the Delaware State Hornets, but I believe moving forward that it will be uh, an improvement for Delaware State, who, by the way, is a young team. Um, got some experience on last year with a lot of really young guys. Um, hopefully that experience will transition into this year. And a lot of these guys, even though um, they're still going to be young, so even this year you got a lot of juniors um, that are going to be stars of this football team, um, some sophomores also, um, that can hopefully in 2019 – um, when, um, when of course, uh, Coach Milstead has an opportunity to uh, recruit and really get the program the way that he wants it, um, could be looking good for 2019. So that's going to wrap it up for the Delaware State Hornets. My thoughts on the Hornets for the 2018 season. Beginning on Monday, we're going to transition into the SIAC. And as a matter of fact, two weeks from tomorrow begins the opening of HBCU football season as Edward Waters uh, is in action, Prairie View A&M is in action, and the North Carolina A&T Aggies are in action as well. Don't forget about the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. Boy, we got a really good one for you as our countdown to kickoff begins. The coaches whose teams won conference championships in 2017 are going to join us. So that means North Carolina A&T head football coach Sam Washington. It means Virginia State head football coach Reggie Barlow. And it means Tuskegee head football coach Willie Slater going to join us. For a radio station in your area that carries the program, uh, stay right here at BoxToRow.com. If you've downloaded this podcast, then go to BoxToRow.com and click on the affiliates link. You can also catch the program nationally on Satellite Radio, Sirius XM Channel 142 on tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern. That's 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Again, Sirius XM Channel 142. Have a great weekend.